0: The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Helberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley.
1: Oh, it is Matt Mosley. We here surviving the elements. Hope everybody's staying safe out there. Happy uh, MLK Day to everyone, and uh, <laughs> a uh, very important holiday. And um, we, uh, you know, we we do think about Dr. King and all the uh, amazing things he represents, and uh, how meaningful his too short life was. So thinking of everybody uh, today listening to us, maybe you're off of work, maybe you do have to work still, like we do, Um, and um, we appreciate you listening. Um, It is, uh, it's a tough, it's a tough day. Aaron, I would say the only thing that kind of saved me was just because I, again, I don't I, I like the Cowboys to win because it makes things more fun for us. The podcast I do, the radio shows we do, it's just better. Uh, we all, I mean, it's just better for everybody, for them to go as far as they can. And now I grew up a Cowboys fan, but, of course, when you start covering the team, it changes your relationship with the team. But, again, um, what a – I was trying to think back on, and unfortunately, there's a lot of them. But just some of the most disappointing ending to seasons. Whether you were stunned, shocked, some of them came apart, like the end of the game against San Francisco when they weren't able to get up there and get the playoff, and that you know that was like that one situation they had to answer for. The Des catch, no catch uh, situation. You know, there's been some devastating ones. This one was devastating, embarrassing, franchise-altering, all the thing that, things that come along with it. it it's uh, it's awful. And news comes today that Aaron. I mean, like, and I knew somebody said, "Do you think the teams will still want to talk to Dan Quinn?" I said, "Yeah, yeah." I mean, you know, it's it's not. He had a bad end of the season. He looked awful in that game. But I think the people that were interested in him aren't just going to immediately uh, not stop talking to him. Now, Aaron, this is fascinating. I mean, in another world, we would just flip on Aaron. What We've got uh, Westwood Ones probably doing Steelers' bills at 3.30 this afternoon in Orchard Park. And in another lifetime, especially on an important day like MLK, what will we do, Aaron? We just play the game, wouldn't we? Hey, we've got a NFL game, but no, that's okay. We're gonna roll with this because we got a lot to say today. We got great guests lined up, but uh, Aaron, that's fascinating—the uh, Steelers Bills that that will be happening during our show today, and then that's the uh, the double billing because on ABC and ESPN. And then of course I think the Manning cast will be on. That's probably what I'll be watching. Eagles and Bucks. Go at it tonight. That's a 7:15 kick.
2: Bills are on CBS.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Oh, you that, said yeah. ABC ESPN.
1: No, I know. I'm talking about Eagles Bucks. I just moved to Eagles Bucks. Are on ABC and ESPN tonight. So Steelers Bills, yes, CBS this afternoon, 3:30. And then 7:15 kickoff, Eagles and Bucks, and that's what I was talking about, Aaron. The Manning cast—that's going to be kind of exciting um, to uh, to watch this evening as part of that. So, 3:30 NFL followed by a 7:15 kickoff, and Aaron, that's an ESPN game. I imagine we ESPN radio will we have that on our air tonight? Eagles and Bucks, perhaps. Oh no! Okay, <laughs> no, no, we will not. But, uh, but, boy, we'll all gather around and watch it, and uh, this will be an exciting time. Um, got to be on with you guys earlier. That was uh, that was a lot of fun, Cam and and um, Ward and Aaron. Press box. Our show from noon to two. Um, you know, Aaron. On most cases. On the day before a Baylor, Kansas State game, that'll be tomorrow night, seven p.m., six thirty on the pregame show here at ESPN Central Texas. I would try to get Jerome on, but coming off a really tough loss, quick turnaround, even I, every once in a while, Aaron, just kind of, just kind of think, you know, let's let Jerome. Let's let him, you know, do his thing. But I always love having Jerome on, so we'll look for another opportunity to have him on. But for once, I thought I would just kind of hold off. Now, Aaron, the exciting part of this is I, as I look at that Baylor-Kansas State game tomorrow, um, I mean, that the Bears, I see a nine next to the Bears. I mean, that's pretty great to go from, like, I think six all the way down to 18, back up to 12, and now they have made it to ninth in the country. Aaron, I'm sure you've looked at it. I just haven't had the heart to look look at it. How far did the number four Baylor women fall?
2: They fell to eleven.
1: Could have been worse. Could have been worse. You know, they've had a great season, and but two unranked teams. Kansas was 0-3. You can understand the desperation of that team, that game. The other day, Aaron, that was, uh, that was a heartbreaker. The, the loss to Iowa State because they were in control, up 13 after the first quarter, really led the whole game. I even thought in fourth quarter they were going to be okay. And then it started to slip away. And we'll talk to Nikki this week at some point. I mean, I was um, hoping, uh, you know, we would we would see. Uh, and, and, Aaron, you were probably uh, producing that game and watching it. I, I don't – got to see Yaya Felder. we got to see her down the stretch. She finally came in with about 30 seconds left. But uh, she's just too good. She's too good. She's great. And they put her in, and she drove to the hoop and really got a great look. Didn't make it. But uh, the Bears, that was a tough one because they were in control, played really well for a lot of that game. Sarah Andrews had a nightmarish effort and just couldn't make anything. Um, And then they just started settling for a bunch of threes, I thought, in the fourth quarter. And, you know, they're late finally jada went in and and drove uh but uh that was tough that was tough right there uh that loss and so they fall to number 11 in the country the baylor women all right um and then Aaron, it is mlk day um so there's some cool stuff happening in sports we detailed the nfl games those uh Obviously, that first one's happening because the game had to get moved from Saturday. They've got the the uh, <coughs> field cleared off of snow. looks pretty good, the pictures I've seen. I think the fans got down there and had to help out and the whole shebang. So, it was uh, all hands on deck. Aaron, as we speak, also, the Dallas Mavericks and the Pelicans are playing on MLK Day and... Um, The Mavericks are trailing 74-71. Luca's out again, and uh, uh, Kyrie's playing, but uh, obviously the uh, Mavs missing out on some players. So we'll keep you up to date on that. But uh, the Cowboys season has come to an end. I was there at the game, spent time with Jerry, afterwards and i mean he was he was okay he wasn't he hadn't just gone in the tank but certainly there was no indication that hey mike mccarthy is safe dan quinn has all sorts of interviews lined up for wednesday he'll do a lot of that via zoom And, Aaron, last I looked, I mean, there's like three or four teams that are interested in Dan Quinn. So, we'll keep our eye on that situation. Um, There's a lot that happened in that game, and there's a lot of directions to go. They were not prepared. Aaron, because you're such a fantasy player, you knew a lot of those names, whether it be Wicks, I don't even remember us talking about, like, Romeo Dobbs. Maybe we mentioned him. But I had to look down at my flip chart and go, who is 87? And why is he running roughshod all over the middle of the field, destroying the Cowboys? And, Aaron, Jordan Love, after Dak had a a, a tremendous season at times, was in the running for MVP, Jordan Love – Walks in. Cowboys, I think, were favored by seven and a half. And they say, they win the flip, uh, the uh, coin tosses say, we want it. We want the ball. Most teams defer. So we want the ball. And they went right down the field. And Aaron, it occurred to me, I looked this up. Favre took over in 1992. All right. And obviously he played. Into the 2000s, and then arrives Aaron Rodgers. All right, so you got eight years, then 10 years of the 2000s. Rodgers takes over somewhere in that. So it's 18. And then the 2010, you got 13 more years. So, Aaron, I mean, it's just like for 30 something years, and now with Jordan Love looking like he is, and I don't want to go too crazy. But he looks really, really good. Aaron, do you realize they could have, they could end up having like 40 years of those three quarterbacks? Isn't that wild to just think of like how unbelievable that is, the prospect of that? But for that guy playing in his first playoff game, starting his first playoff game, to come in. And just look that great, Aaron. Were you were you stunned or not stunned because it's the Cowboys?
2: Oh, I was stunned. I mean, that that team had scored nineteen points against the Bears the previous week in a must win game. Like they weren't resting starters; they had to win that to get in the playoffs. They scored nineteen against the Bears. They have a pretty good defense, not one of the top defenses in the in the league and you know they just go out and do everything they want on the offensive side of the ball to Dallas's defense for some reason Dallas is playing zone and playing 10 15 yards off the receivers so he, he just had easy throws all game and he made them it was just it was ridiculous uh, that's yeah. just the defensive side of the ball <laughs> still got offensive yeah. special teams to so talk about how terrible they were
1: yeah and we we have the rest of the show to do that is and I and again I know what our people want to talk about and and we're going to have a guest next we'll have times during the day it's MLK day we're going to open the phone lines we'll uh, open the text lines and if you want to text us right now for instance feel free 2546621660 are you ready for Quinn to be gone? Are you ready for McCarthy to be gone? I, I think after yesterday, folks are ready for the Cowboys to move on from all those folks. I mean, I, Aaron, has there been a more maligned 12-win coach? Three straight 12-win seasons? I'm trying to think of somebody kind of like that. It feels like... Schottenheimer used to do things like that. Maybe Norv was doing things like that at San Diego, you know, and it just wasn't enough. It couldn't quite break through. I mean, it feels wrong to move on from a coach that's won a ton of football games. It feels crazy, yet it feels right. It feels right when when you come out there and are that flat and you get embarrassed that badly. And Aaron, I mean, give it two, three weeks, they'll get to the senior bowl, they'll get the combine, and somehow, and even the media will do this, Dak's great, Dak's a great leader, they failed Dak, they didn't, somehow it'll not be about Dak, it'll not be about Dak, but I promise you that loss, a lot of it was about Dak, even Mike couldn't totally defend him after the game, he was... Mike said something along the lines of, "You know, um, we we don't we didn't get him in a rhythm fast enough. You know, I'd like to like to have seen him get in a rhythm. It took too long to get him in a rhythm. That's about as close as she'll come to outright criticism of Dak Prescott. Dak was just kind of he was just kind of didn't have any answers." And just said, hey, I sucked. And if you're going to think about moving McCarthy out of here, put me on the list, too. And Aaron, there are a lot of fans who would take him up on that right now. But I don't really see the answer. I mean, I what, Trey Lance, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going you're to you're sign somebody? Free agency? You're going to trade for somebody? I mean, it's just not I, – I think Dak is a revered quarterback across the league, and yet he has something horrible happen like this. Again, people will rally to him because that is always what happens. All right, Joseph Hoyt, he's with Advanced Media. Been with, He was with the Dallas Morning News for several years, covers the Cowboys. Going to have Joe jump on with us, chop it up a little bit. We'll do that next.
3: women's basketball on 104.9 FM with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman
4: the Baylor women back in action Saturday in Foster Pavilion hosting UCF in Big 12 play 1 for the countdown to tip off 2 p.m. tip off Saturday on 104.9 FM
3: tune into Baylor women's basketball on 104.9 FM
5: it's tax season once again stressful right doesn't have to be maggard bookkeeping has been helping central texans through the complex tax code for more than 25 years go to maggardbookkeeping.com and bypass the stress
4: Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco, and Complete CarcareCenter.com.
6: King of the road.
2: When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kissair, and Lexmark copiers and printers. We're not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com.
7: Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntexSportsFan.com.
1: Hey Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also, have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine open to the public seven days a week, five to ten, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Run a winning play over knee, hip, and shoulder pain. Corio Health's all-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, use the latest minimally invasive technology, including orthopedic surgical robot, to perform total knee replacement. Whether your pain is from an old sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Corio Health Orthopedics can help make the play. Call today, 254-483-KNEE. That's
5: 254-483-KNEE oh boy more irs changes this year frustrating isn't it maggard bookkeeping can help with more than 25 years preparing central texans tax returns go to maggardbookkeeping.com and bypass the stress
7: now back to the matt mosley show on espn central texas
1: is the matt mosley show as uh, we react to the Cowboys' season coming to an abrupt halt, and um, we got Joseph Hoyt, formerly of the Dallas Morning News, Texas Lone Star Live, now part of Advance Local, and um, Joe and I usually sit close to each other for Cowboys games, and uh, up there in the press box, and uh, Joe, it was. Uh, that's uh, I mean there have been some there have been some rough ones, but to have that kind of opportunity and that kind of that kind of just unbelievable failure, um, it does feel like kind of what you were writing about today, which is change is coming to the Cowboys because if it's not, like I Jerry sometimes will check the temperature, and and kind of go. I wonder if I could run this back. Like, I wonder if there's, like, some presentation I could make and kind of run this back. And I, I think this was so embarrassing, Joseph, that uh, that would be a hard one to sell to uh, to Cowboys fans. Yeah,
8: you know, I think so, too. I mean, in considering matches, just how stunning yesterday was. I mean, it, it's funny. As a writer, you know, obviously our job is to have words. And there was a point during that game where, I had no words. I, I you know, I, of all the possibilities I thought about going into that game, a 27 to nothing boat race to start was not among them. And, and I think that's kind of what opens up this entire discussion is because I can guarantee you that Jerry Jones that wasn't fathomable to him as well. And, uh, you know, I think it. it one thing about Jerry, I, I don't think he was lying last night when he said, you know, I have I haven't thought about it yet. Um, that he's going to think about it, and I think he's going to take a little bit of time here. Um, not only out of you know respect for the process but for respect for what mike McCarthy and, and everyone else has done there you know they just had exit interviews today but this is going to be something that he's going to address eventually and I, I think you know the winds have changed it, it wouldn't be unfathomable to think that they could be sparked by what happened yesterday
1: yeah and you were out there for some kind of exit interviews used to be I remember at the end of the season sometimes you would even catch players, coming out of the parking lot in the old days or we, we uh, Todd Archer and I once caught Bill Parcells going to his car, hanging out there in the parking lot. And he gave us the, he, he let us break the news that he was returning for one more season. That would have been, that was the 2006 season. It's a little bit different now. You can, you got the warm uh indoors, you know, you could go in there, but I would imagine that players weren't lining up like, Everybody was at their locker, dying to talk to the media. Any uh, were you able to gather? I think I saw Jordan Lewis talked and a few others. What was the general vibe? Was it still were the players almost still in a fog? Did you find was there was there any defiance? What was the what was the mood like?
8: I think maybe the most telling aspect was we get into the locker room and we're waiting there because we only had about an hour, hour and ten minutes of designated time. And we get in there. We're kind of waiting, and the first guy that comes in is undrafted rookie backup guard T.J. Bass. Who, if you get to know T.J., you know he'll give you good information. But he's also not the most loud person. He's not the most talkative person. And all of a sudden, you know, he comes in, goes to his locker, and he looks back, and just cameras are racing to him because <laughs> he, there was just <laughs> such an urgency to talk to anyone and try to get some feeling 24 hours at less than 24 hours after. It's a shocking defeat that, hey, let's go talk to TJ. And eventually, you know, Kevonte Turpin talked as well. So did Jordan Lewis. And Jordan Lewis has been candid and, and open, you know, every single time. Um, but, you know, aside from that, there wasn't much foot traffic in there in the locker room today. Um, players actively went out of their way to avoid going in the locker room. The players that did kind of took care of their business and walked out. C.D. Lamb, you know, was one of them. And he talked last night. Um, but he walked in kind of – Dropped something off his locker and immediately turned around and walked out. Um, you know, it was one of those kind of situations where, uh, you know, I, I think that there was just still kind of shock and, and utter disappointment about what happened yesterday because you touched on it, Matt. They had everything lined up in front of them to go to the conference title game for the first time since 1995. And in not in doing so, they became the first team to have 12 wins in three straight seasons to not make a conference title game in any of those seasons.
1: All right, I feel like you've been in some coaching searches over covering the SMU Mustangs. You get your first Cowboys coaching search, perhaps. We'll see. The Belichick thing, Joe, doesn't, doesn't ring true to me. I, I just don't think Jerry did not love the Parcells experience. It, he now looks back on it fondly, and they have a fine relationship. But Jerry couldn't be Jerry. With Bill looming so large, now Parcells love like the media way more than Belichick, right? Bill, that's a different experience. Like Bill didn't mind giving us a lot, and be, he was great to talk to. Way different from Belichick in in that regard. This is going to be interesting. I just don't see that one. Now, I mean, it is. I mean, him the greatest. There is kind of that the ringmaster part of Jerry. That loves the thought of the greatest coach of all time coming to the big top, coming to this huge platform, but I don't see it. I mean, he wants too much power. He can't have that much power here. How would the will McClay, how would that all fit? So I don't see that one. Are any of these other names? Do you agree with me on that? And do any of these other names, potential names grab your attention i to me, Jerry would have a lot more fun with Pete Carroll if he wanted to go the seventy-year-old route.
8: <laughs> yeah, which is funny when you kind of look at it that way. But I think Matt, the first thing you got to start off is if you're going to make a coaching change, why? Right? Ultimately, and obviously, you know, I just I laid it out before this. You know, the, the juxtaposition between regular season success and playoff squandering is, is apparent. But if you're going to kind of go out of your way, then then you know with this roster, with this quarterback, you know, who's now would be getting a new offense, you know, for the third year in a row, um, you know, where do you go? Or, you know, do you think that you just trust to run it back? I I think at the end of the day, Jerry's turning 82 this year. Um, You know, you mentioned the Bill Parcells thing, but I think there's going to be a real urgency to not mess this up, to not blow it up, but to also find someone who can take them over the top. Um, you know, I think in the coming days, that's going to be some of the questions, of Mike McCarthy, what is your plan for doing it? Um, and maybe, you know, you never know, maybe that, that satisfies him enough to run it back one more time. Um, or they go out and have to find a new head coach. And, and to your point about the Belichick thing, it feels weird. Um, it feels, you know, why would he kind of want to, you know, do run the same operation with Will McClay after he's been the, the, the personnel guy for so long? Um, you know, I think the media aspect, I think, You know, he wouldn't mind deferring to Jerry on that. And, you know, I think the thing that kind of keeps coming out is they are close friends or they've developed a close friendship over the years. So I think it's worth watching. But at the end of the day, if you're going to get rid of Mike McCarthy, you're going to have to find someone who's ready to take a roster like this over the top. And I think that those options are a little bit few and far between. And, you know, and I know Mike Rabel's out there. Jim Harbaugh's meeting with the Chargers today. Maybe you can entice him to take one more visit. Um, But, you know, I think it's, it's, it's not an easy decision one way or the other. But right now I think it's pretty obvious that what they've done in the regular season versus the playoffs is not simply not working.
1: Joseph Hoyt joining the Matt Mosley show ESPN central Texas covers the Cowboys for, and you can find that uh, his Twitter is at Joe J Hoyt. Um, I wish we would, I wish you had that do all over again. We would, uh, we would just take the the middle initial out, but we I don't think we can we can redo that. You still have a great <laughs> following. Uh, and at Texas Lone Star Live, uh, a part of the Advanced local. Um, what if they look at your Oregon guy, uh, Dan Lanning? <laughs> now wouldn't that be? I mean, there's one name that has not come up. I mean, that's one of the hottest coaches I know. All these guys just got new deals. That would be fascinating. I, again, I don't think that's going to happen, but. Jerry, you know, does not generally look at the college coach, but you know, like Sark, for instance, he was with the Falcons. I mean, he has some NFL experience. Um, and you got to look at, too, at like, how do you not look at what LaFleur just did to you and go, well, wait, doesn't LaFleur have a little brother out there somewhere who's an offensive coordinator? I mean, and, and and it really is kind of crazy that, like, Dan Quinn, you saw that. Dan Quinn, all those guys he had in Atlanta, have all turned around and just put it to him. Dan, Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn's Atlanta assistants, Kyle Shanahan, of course, being at the top of that, have all turned around and stuck it to him. Um, and, again, that's one th- aspect we hadn't really talked about is how bad that defense was. I mean, I watched it yesterday. I don't usually. I'll admit it. You know, from an X's and O standpoint, I don't want to shock you, Joe. But I mean, there's. I'm not sitting there like, oh, they're in 12 personnel. Oh, they're in 11 personnel. I'm not looking at that. But I do see it when Micah Parsons is up there in the A gap, and turns around and races back in coverage. Like that's in in on one of those plays. I mean, they. I think that was one of the times they made a big play. To Romeo Dobbs. I mean, it just, it, you talk about being caught off guard. Dan Quinn, and I know he's undersized at linebacker, and there's reasons for that, and there's been injuries. But, I mean, it was like whatever he was doing is exactly what Lafleur wanted him to do, right? Like, leave, go lighten the box and let us just run at you like crazy. I mean, it, to me, they made it extremely easy on a on a inexperienced quarterback, and there's no excuse for that.
8: Yeah, I, I think Matt. One of my favorite statistics, advanced numbers, is uh, is average yards of separation when targeted. You know, that just mm-hmm. explains that's obviously when quarterback yeah. targets a guy. How how far is the closest defender? Aka how how wide open are they getting? I tweeted at one point. I think Romeo Dobbs's Dobbs average yards of separation has to be twenty yards, because <laughs> I've I have never seen a guy run so wide open so many times <laughs> against the same defense. And I think it's telling, um, you know, because the biggest thing about the Cowboys is, you know, they had been a dominant defense because they were kind of doing their own, they were doing what they did best, right? They, they ran a lot of man. They, they used their athleticism. They let Micah Parsons run. And I, I kind of thought it was almost a microcosm the entire day. All of a sudden, they flip everything on their head and they decided to run a lot of zones. They say, hey, we're going to run a lot of dime against your 12 personnel, to your point. And it was kind of opposite of what they've done all season and kind of led to opposite results. And I, like I said, I think a microcosm of what happened, you know, Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb, for example, that was a the connection they forged over hours and hours and hours of off-season work. And we saw it play out, you know, especially on slant routes. And kind of what happens against Green Bay, all of a sudden their connection is off. Um, Dak stares them down on one and, this Mrs. Darnell Savage kind of creeping on a double yeah. slant, but like normally he kind of have the presence to know where that is. Um, you know, something he just missed it, you know, obviously the home winning streak goes, you know, poof in, in, in one fell swoop. And it, it just felt like a, a day. And this is kind of the thing that if I'm Jerry Jones, you know, he said he didn't ask himself why or how during that game. I, I think everyone else was asking why or how that happened because it was so shocking for a team that had done so many things so well, for all those things to be flipped on its head. And I think the defense's use of zone and their performance highlighted a lot of it.
1: You brought up Dak. I I don't know. I think they will rally around him because they always do. And I don't really know if they have a choice. I mean, I know the easy answer right now is say, what about Trey Lance? Trey Lance is here. You traded for Trey Lance. I mean, I... This, you know, he's put up unbelievable numbers. At one point, he was MVP candidate. There are other quarterbacks around the league that struggle around playoff time. It's just, boy, it, to do it as much as he has. And, and even this season, when they were so great at home and all of that, you know, some of these games, whether it be San Francisco, Buffalo, I mean, the signature and then the huge playoff game, boy, to come up short... I, again, I don't think there's any recourse. As I was kind of joking with Ed Werner last night on, on the, the Doomsday podcast, he always has them over the barrel. Like, he's the one quarterback, and I'm I'm sure there are other quarterbacks that have been like this in the NFL, but it's like he can get a bad injury, right? And his leverage goes up even more because they were so <laughs> bad without him. It's kind of like they he had them in it where he needed them. And now... In su- in the past, there would be teams like, "Hey, is this our guy? Or do we keep riding with this?" And in my mind, they're going to double down on him, and he's going to be huge. You it the deal like it is right now. Do you? Where do you think this is headed with Dak? And do you see any scenario where they could somehow try to move off of him?
8: Yeah, I think to your one of your points earlier, I I, I think you got to give a lot of credit to his agent, Todd France who clearly was playing checkers compared or a chess compared to checkers with this one, because to have the foresight to to include a $60 million cap hit to go with his no trade clause is, you know, it's kind of one of the, it it almost feels like, like a, like a thing in saw, there's no way out of this. You know what I mean? For you for the Cowboys, there's, there's no easy out. So, uh, you know, I think that obviously they're going to probably talk extension to try and get that cap hit down, especially with, a bunch of other guys that are about to get paid and Micah Parsons and CD Lamb theoretically. Um, And so I think that there is no way out. And, and, you know, and I, I don't, it's one of those things with Dak. It's, this is my first year covering the Cowboys. Right. But it's so interesting to me for, for, you know, just like the Cowboys in general, that so good during this regular season, there were points where I thought Dak was playing flawless and, that was just a different Dak Prescott last night, and I know that's not breaking news to Cowboys fans. You know that change, you know, in scenery once the playoffs comes. But even he was kind of dumbfounded by it. If you, you know, if you were there, and if, if you listen to his post game press conference, it's, hey, I wish I had an answer for you. I don't know why this is happening. So, to, to answer your question, I don't think there's a way to get off of him. You know, with the no trade clause and the sixty million dollar cap hit. Um, you know, I think maybe you know Trey Lance. I, I you know, I doubt they'd pick up his fifth year option and let him ride out in the contract year. But maybe that gives Mike McCarthy or a new head coach enough time to also figure out, Hey, do we want to run with him potentially on a cheap deal in 2025? Um, and after he sat for a few years, I mean, we just saw what happened with Jordan love who got to sit mm-hmm. and watch for a few years. Um, but aside from that, I, I don't think there are a lot of options for the Cowboys.
1: I was saying earlier that the Packers, they're gonna end up with three quarterbacks if 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 love continues on this arc and he ends up being really good. That's like how many years is that? Think about that. Nineteen ninety two. Well, let's say this guy goes eight or nine years with them. To to go on top of Favre and Rogers. I mean, we're going up on like forty years. That would be forty years. So they're they're entering like their third decade of superb quarterback play. Um, I mean, the Cowboys <clears throat> have just absolutely lucked out with Romo undrafted and, and getting Dak in the fourth round. So in a lot of ways they have, but they just don't have that much to show for it. And now Dak, I mean, they have a ton of, you know, wins and records and yardage, but I, I find it interesting that what people think of, uh, danny white is a failure and yet that guy went to nfc title games and i think i saw where he was maybe five and five in playoff games and he's considered like this huge failure and and yet romo i think maybe one two and now dax two and five and the only thing you could hang your hat well i mean like i don't know I, it, the only what would you say? I don't know what else they could do around him to make you think going into the next season. Oh man, this is going to be different. This is going to be different in the playoffs because if you bring back McCarthy, it's the same play caller. I mean, you're gonna pretty much maybe you could upgrade your offensive line a tad. I don't know what you're gonna do with Pollard. Probably move off him. I I, I don't. I I just don't see any scenario where you bring McCarthy back, and it it it's like you get people excited uh, other than, I mean, I, I, I don't know what you're going to add in the draft. I, I don't know. I, I just, right now it just, Joseph, it seems pretty bleak.
8: It's, it's a rock and a hard place situation for sure. Um, and I think that's what Jerry's trying to decipher over the next, you know, 24, or 48 hours is, is where do we go from here? And is it possible to keep the band together and ru- run it back and to take the next step history, recent history would tell us probably not, um, which I think is, in my opinion, the reason that invites change. But I also don't think there's an easy solution to go outside and externally and bring in new people and and, and, and try and make something else happen. I mean, it's, it, it's, I think that's what makes last night so interesting is they had a pass. They have a lot of talent. I, I was going over the roster with another reporter today, and I'm like, man, I'm just looking around the locker room. I'm like, they have a lot of talent here. Not talent, not reminiscent of what had happened last night. Um, it's kind of mind blowing. I, I, there's a there's an account on Twitter, Cowboy Stats and Graphics, that does an incredible job with advanced metrics reporting that. And that account has come to a conclusion using. I mean, after after years and years of of, of putting out objective data that the Cowboys are just simply cursed. <laughs>
9: so,
8: <laughs> so if we've, I think that that's the point where, where people have gotten that even despite all the objective data out there, there's, there's no other explanation for it aside from a curse. And it can't be the Jimmy Johnson one anymore because he's up there now. So, so what is it? And yeah. I, I think that's a lot of people are trying to figure out.
1: I think Jimmy after that game or maybe, I think it was at halftime. I'm sure you've seen that video. Mm-hmm. Like he displayed the passion. I mean that's the problem is that there are all these legends that are still out there that we constantly hear from. you know Troy, Emmett, Michael, sometimes Michael for the wrong reasons, but all of the uh, Jim, you know Jimmy and and you're just constantly reminded of the great times and and it just again it, it puts more light on how long they've been in the wilderness and and they just coughed up another. I mean that's why next time somebody starts telling me, oh my gosh, you know, I we just we, we just have to you have to keep getting reminded time and time again not to trust this organization because mm-hmm. facing two home games in a wonderful route to get to the NFC title game, they just they just went out there and gagged and there's I mean it just horrible and uh, so here we are today, Joseph. Uh, good stuff, man. Have enjoyed. Uh, getting to see you out there at the games. See, I'll be seeing you, I'm sure, some of this offseason. Thank you for taking the time today. And uh, we'll uh, get some rest and then get you know, get jump on this coaching search, this possible <laughs> coaching search. All right, appreciate you. Take care, Matt. Joseph Hoyt, there he goes, uh, on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Okay, we'll do some uh, NFL Blitz Package we'll do it next
3: The Baylor Coaches Show returns January 18th live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco and here on ESPN Central Texas. It all begins this Thursday at 6 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show. Live from Rudy's, streaming on the Baylor Athletics Facebook and YouTube pages and right here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. How do you measure the human spirit? In pounds? In milliliters? In the distance traveled between yesterday and today? Or maybe there's no way to measure the human spirit. Because as you remind us every day, it simply has no limit. Learn more about how we care for your whole body, mind, and spirit at adventhealth.com.
5: Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true.
4: So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call.
7: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
5: Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning, or from five to 10 in the evening. And we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems, seven days a week. Bank different, Bank Central. Central National Bank, member FDIC.
10: At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality
11: an exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue
4: on the road with Mr. Rhodes. Hey, here's the shocker. Cars are bigger than people. So if you're behind the wheel, be
3: careful. Those crosswalk stripes, yeah, they aren't left over from National Painter Street like a zebra day. They mean you need to stop for people in crosswalks and yield the right of way when turning at intersections. And no looking at phones, photos, texts, emails, or holding your jeans or where that nickel fell. Oh, and please, slow down. Sound advice. Mixed in with professional sound effects. Be safe. Drive smart. A message from TextDot.
7: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Boy, let's see. Let's see how good the NFL is. It's MLK Day. A lot of folks did stay home from work. It's very cold. Let's see what a 3.30 game on a Monday holiday (laughs) will do. Um, And... (coughs) Aaron, you've got updates on this one. Uh, this is, uh, we got Steelers at Buffalo. And Aaron, kind of funny to see, and maybe they cleaned it up a little more. I'm looking at it now. Um, some of the folks that were sitting in the stands, just up <laughs> sitting on top of snow. Yes. I mean, it's kind of funny. They've Boy, they've done a great job on the field, haven't they? Wow. That field looks great compared to I mean I see all the wet stuff but I mean she whiz I mean you got to give them they, they went out there and they and they had fans get involved and they got every ounce of snow off that field. I mean this is that is really a good job okay Aaron update us on the ball game though.
2: A nine yard touchdown pass from Josh Allen to Dawson Knox has the Bills up 7 0 with 7.02 left in the first quarter as they take on the Steelers in the AFC wild card round. One of two games today in the NFL in the wild card round. The late game tonight on ESPN and ABC is 7.15 kick as the Buccaneers host the Eagles.
1: Okay. So. <clears throat> If you haven't ever watched the Manning Cast, take a peek at it tonight. All right, it'll be over there on ESPN two. I mean they'll probably try to make us watch some kind of McAfee thing. Don't ignore whatever that is. And watch the Manning Cast. And um, by the way, Aaron, I we have it's a little bit Peyton's fault that we're dealing with this national nightmare known as Pat McAfee <laughs> because they played together with the Colts. I think Peyton found him to be amusing. And I got to say, when he his act first started, I kind of found him amusing. I mean, he was different and and kind of, I mean, he was funny and would say anything. But it's like anything in life. It's like those SNL skits that become movies. Like, you, there's some of those skits that are funny But they didn't deserve to have like a whole movie made out of it. I mean, Aaron, what what are your top SNL movies? Would you say would Wayne's World be at the top?
2: Uh, I mean, it was okay. Let's see, I I really it's not one of the most popular. I love Coneheads.
1: The Conehead movie? Mm-hmm. Was that Jane Curtin and, and Dan Aykroyd?
2: Yes, I thought it was really, really funny. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's see. That's uh, MacGruber was good. The rest of them, not a big fan.
1: I mean, I don't think we can count. Wayne's World's okay, Sand- but a
2: little Sandler's corny. Sandler's
1: obviously done funny movies, but, yeah, I'm talking about, like, sketches that mm-hmm. turned into movies. I Like, that would not be... Well, let's think about it because wild and crazy guys, two wild and crazy guys, that was night at the Roxbury. Mm-hmm. Obviously both those were SNL guys. That wasn't like built on a sketch they had done together, was it? Oh yeah. Was it just Yeah, uh, it was. What was their deal? What was, what was that sketch? Were they just were they just like two
2: They were just guys, two meatheads like, that would just every time wild. a girl would go on the dance floor, they'd get on each side of her and start dancing with her and basically <laughs> Slamming her back and forth like they did in the movie. Okay.
1: Okay. So, not at the Rock area. I'll give that. That was not bad. That was not bad. I had no issue with that. Uh, Chris Catan and, uh, and, uh, and uh, Will Ferrell. We'll give them that. All right, Aaron. Um, I mean, I was just looking here at, like, Josh Allen's postseason career. I mean, his regular season numbers are probably <laughs> – and he hadn't been playing as long as Dak, but I mean, I bet they're fairly similar. But then you, you know, you get him in the postseason, and I like Aaron. If you're watching this game right now at home, and Aaron's watching it there in the studio, um, Aaron, are you alone in the building right now?
2: Would you say, <laughs> or um, yes, I think that mm-hmm. the last person just left.
1: Okay. I don't know though. I could see my man Terry still, still burning the midnight oil. Now, of course, uh, Ward will be on the premises. He's always on the premises, and the man is constantly programming, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. I mean, he's he's all over the place. So he's probably as we as we speak, Aaron is probably out just kind of working on the roads a little bit, like to make sure all the employees there at. Uh, at Eminem Broadcasting are safe, probably getting that parking lot where it needs to be. Um the Buffalo Bills, as Aaron said, up seven to nothing. But I was just watching Josh, and of course now they have to punt. But Aaron, he he there's something that happens. He's always a good runner, but in the playoffs, he becomes a great runner. You know, he's just impossible to stop. I, I really don't see much of a scenario where the Steelers win this game. I just feel like everything's leaning the Bills' way, but we, we shall see. I didn't bring this up, Aaron, <clears throat> immediately, because I didn't want to rub it in. I knew you were kind of leaning the Dolphins' way, but you do have to admit now, one of the, the safest bets in American sports history is the Dolphins playing below 40 degrees. <laughs> Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just can't function, right? I mean, I again that game was so bad that I ended up oh, moving on terrible. to something else, but that was a I think that was the Peacock exclusive game. And but it was like 26 to 7. Tua couldn't really function. I just, it's painful to watch Tyreek. And I mean, Tyreek's no stranger to cold weather. I mean, he won super he won a Super Bowl. with the chiefs played in a lot of cold weather he looked okay out there he didn't even have i don't understand and i I know they don't want somebody to grab them but i i to me aaron like i would have every sleeve possible like to watch tyreek hill in you know windshield factor of minus 25 or whatever out there short sleeve that's painful to watch and then to kind of watch them try to function. And then meanwhile, I mean, like, how could we ever doubt the Chiefs? Because, like, Mahomes just function. I know they hadn't played well. I, I get it. I get all that. But I- there's something about that weather that Mahomes is just fine. And it's not like he grew up in horrible weather. He's, he's one of us. He grew up down there near Tyler or wherever, like White House, Texas. I mean, it's not. He, again, not. But he's just—he's just great at playing in cold weather and functioning. And I thought Taylor, Aaron, did you see Taylor? What she? I mean, I thought I kind of liked. She had a like a Kelsey letter jacket type combo on, and she was hanging out the press box, um, like high-fiving all the fans. I kind of liked the, the Taylor. I mean, I know we were getting a little too much of her early on. But I think there's some genuine stuff happening between Taylor and the Kansas City fans. I mean, I, I let me just put it this way: I love. I compared to Mahomes' wife and brother, like I just feel like Taylor Swift is great. Like to me, she's kind of genuine and fun and loves the team. And I'm 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 okay with all the Taylor. I, for some reason, the rest of Mahomes' family, you know, bugs me to no end. All right, Aaron, what else do we have before I go too far on the Mahomes family? I don't want to get in trouble here.
2: Saturday night's AFC wildcard playoff game between the Chiefs and the Dolphins on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Set a record for the most-watched event on a streaming service, according to Nielsen. <laughs> the Chiefs' 26-7 win Shocking. averaged 23 million viewers on Peacock. And on NFL Plus and on NBC affiliates in Kansas City and Miami, Nielsen also reported Sunday night that the game had a total reach of 27.6 million. Fans had to subscribe to Peacock to get the game, but it still easily surpassed the previous record for a streaming game, which was only 15.3 million for the Seattle Seahawks and Dallas Cowboys on Amazon Prime this year on November 30th.
1: So, wait, I, I guess I was at that game on that Amazon Prime game. Remind me, Aaron, did you are were people in Texas that had access to, you know, the affiliates. They got it. They got it on their normal, like on uh, CBS or something on their local affiliate as well as Amazon Prime. Does that sound right
2: to you or not? I don't know. I, I know this Peacock game they did, but I don't know about What the is Prime
1: Amazon games. Prime connected to? It's not. See, I was thinking about Paramount is CBS, so I don't know. That's interesting. I don't remember what the story was on that. Like, if, if that. The, the Cowboys station is generally CBS 11 in Dallas-Fort Worth. So I don't know if that station got it or not. But, yeah, a playoff game between the Chiefs and the Dolphins beat a Cowboys Seahawks good regular season game. Well, that's not good news for Amazon Prime. No, that's not good news at all because that's a bad game that beat a good game by what would you say, Aaron, by like eight million, eight to
2: ten million. Yeah. That's... Ooh, um, yeah no, almost 12 million, 12.3 yeah. million more.
13: Wow.
1: Yeah, that is really different. Really interesting. Okay, what else do you have, sir?
2: Loud chance of Jared Goff roared throughout Ford Field for the <laughs> second. From the second, the Detroit Lions emerged from the tunnel ahead of the Sunday's NFC Wildcard Showdown and continued through their win as they defeated the Rams 24 23. Goff threw for 277 yards. 22-27 passing with a touchdown and no interceptions. After the game, their head coach, Dan Campbell, said in his uh, post-game locker room speech that golf is good enough for Detroit, referring to the trade <laughs> that brought him to the Lions with the Los Angeles Rams.
1: Oh, man. I mean, Aaron, I was dealing with getting home after talking to Jerry. And then doing a podcast, and I can say that I just did not. I, I I was just had moments where I was watching that game. The my biggest takeaway was apparently Puka was awesome, as he's been all season. But then to step up and do it in a playoff game, Nakua was awesome. Aaron, by the way, look at the Buffalo Pittsburgh. Look at them throwing those, throwing those snowballs. They're just. They're just The Bills fans, there's just snow constantly getting thrown up into the air. I think they're all throwing snowballs or something. I don't know why they're doing that. We do appear, Aaron, to have a fumble, a Pittsburgh fumble here. We'll keep our eye on this. They're going to determine if that was going to be ruled a catch or not, but the ball definitely came out. Uh, Bills, a 7-0 lead over the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and there could be A turnover here. looks like the ball was on its way out before the uh, Steelers. And, yes, the Buffalo Bills have the ball now. And, Aaron, they are on about the 30-yard line of the... uh, And they... uh, (laughs) And they're throwing snowballs. They just scored a touchdown immediately. Uh, Dalton Kincaid... uh, uh, isn't that who you said had the first touchdown as well?
2: Uh, no, uh, Dalton Knox had the first touchdown. Oh, other tight ends. So, both the tight 20. ends scoring yeah. touchdowns early.
1: Dalton Kincaid, if I've got the right guy, was a great receiver at Utah. The Utah youth. Yes. Okay. And, uh, God, Aaron, at some point today, campus confidential, we got to talk about, like, what happened because it shakes up the Big 12. Had a major coaching change from a really good incoming Big 12 team—he's leaving to go to the Big Ten. That's a big thing. All right, Aaron, did you have any more? All right, it is—it uh, is, that is our NFL Blitz package, and uh, this game on CBS. Now the Bills have jumped out to a 14-0 lead over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers turn it over uh, on a fumbled after a catch. uh, Steelers receiver puts it on the ground, and Buffalo immediately scored. And, man, just great pass by Josh Allen. These guys function so – and, again, Aaron, Dalton Kincaid, no sleeves, no sleeves. Every one of these offensive linemen playing in short sleeves. I bet it's – I bet it's got to be – what, 10 degrees there, if that? Um, all right, it is the, uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Happy MLK Day to you. A very important day uh, as we uh, commemorate and remember the great uh, Martin Luther King, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, and uh, the, the amazing things he accomplished and for what he still represents to this day. Okay, um, let's continue on, and let's get back into these Cowboys. How, where do they go next, and are they going to get a new head coach? We talk about it, and then also hear from you, 254-662-1660,
7: next. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas.
11: An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue
4: elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 8080. The savings continue with the Start Something New sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Right now, get a 2023 Ram 1500 Laramie Crew Cab four-wheel drive with 15000 off MSRP or 2.9% for 72 months. Or a 2023 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab four-wheel drive with $12,000 off MSRP or 2.9% for 72 months. Plus a special discount for first responders only at Allen Samuels. Come by. Let's be friends. ESPN
7: Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers.
13: Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at extra event center this weekend only over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun knife or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at extra event center this weekend only.
1: Hey Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine open to the public seven days a week, five to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel.
7: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Oh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Baylor men have risen as of today all the way to number nine in the country. The women fell out of the top ten from four to eleven. That sounds about right. Uh, Two unranked teams they lost to. Uh, Man, just some moves that kind of backfired. The other day, Nikki put, um, oh, you know, the... Uh, The Brazilian young lady, Erin, that was uh, 6'7", hadn't played the whole game and put her in there to defend this enormous player for Iowa State who's like 6'3", and just, um, well, very strong and very big. And But, you know, just almost impossible for... Baylor's other post players like Bugs to defend because she can just move them out. So Nikki and I understand why she thought about this. She thought, well, why don't we put a six seven person on her? Well, Aaron, it's like a you know the key moment of the game, and she gives her one little head fake, and of course the young six seven girl, um, uh, young lady goes up into the air, and the 6-3 uh, player from Iowa State, you know, draws the foul and scores. Now, she missed the free throw, but that put them up, I believe, by one, and then the Bears couldn't get it going. I, I loved Yaya's drive late. Nikki got Yaya in the game. You know, I thought Yaya, I, I wondered where she was the entire fourth quarter. I know she had a couple of turnovers earlier in the game, but still, she's your best driver um jade is pretty good too but she's the best at driving and she can shoot and she can do it all so i'm really really hoping at some point i mean uh i you got to kind of you got to kind of ride with her and i again sarah was just having a a nightmarish game so anyway these things happen and uh they lost that they they got blown out kansas that was just embarrassing that happens uh that was a desperate team they played well against Iowa State. Were in control of the whole game and just faltered late. And that's a that's a real bummer because they came out. Nikki had them ready, and and that's a that you know that's bad. Now, Aaron, um, and we're going to talk more and more about the Cowboys. We'll do that coming up. And uh, and I do want to make time. Like if you if you have something you want to get off your chest about Mike McCarthy, about Jerry, about Dak's future, you know, give us a call. Give us a call. We're going to be taking calls and, and doing some things in that regard. And, uh, and at 5 o'clock, we'll, uh, we'll also uh, hear from Jerry. Uh, I spent time with Jerry after the game. We've got some audio. And we'll just hear exactly what he said. Now, Aaron, Jerry, generally he and Steven will do one last – they have a contract all the way through the season – you know, to to do their shows, and in the past, at the end of the season, they'll still go ahead and do another one. They canceled their appearance. I say they canceled it. They just didn't do it, okay? They they decided not to. So I don't know. Read into that what you will, but they almost always do their postseason wrap-up radio shows. In this instance, they didn't. There's some stuff happening right now. I think Mike McCarthy will have to go state his case in order to, to move on. Um, and, you know, it, it does, on, on some level, it's weird to, to win, you know, 12 games, three straight years and get fired. <clears throat> but, you know, it... it you know, it, it kind of makes sense, given what they've done in the playoffs, and given how woefully unprepared they seemed. What a what an awful uh, time that was by the defense. I mean, I Lafleur comes in, the uh, Packers coach, and was just was just brilliant. Um, the game plan on offense. Uh, Cowboys went light in the box. They ran the ball, and then when he got outside, Aaron the the the, the they said that that was supposed to be like he was thirty first in the league in throwing outside the pocket, and yet he was unreal. I mean, he was he was like great outside the pocket. And he kept finding that Romeo Dobbs and slinging that ball way down the field to the, uh, to the middle of the field. I mean, it was, um, it was a wild scene. I mean, Aaron, I'm sure you knew Dobbs. I think he played at Nevada because I did notice he had eight touchdowns this year. And you don't have eight touchdowns without, you know, the fantasy people getting interested in you. I was not familiar with with Romeo Dobbs. The other receivers certainly knew who Christian Watson was because he hurt the Cowboys last year, and I remembered him a little bit in college. Dobbs, I mean, Aaron, these guys were Musgrave, whoever number 85 was that tight end. Um, oh, Aaron, you'll, you'll remember all the names of those wide receivers. I, these are not household names. They're all like second-year players, first- and second-year players. And yet they just, they just clowned on the Cowboys throughout the game. So horrible performance by Dan Quinn's defense. And Dan Quinn, they were woefully unprepared. And then, the, and then the offense not to be able to respond. It's one thing for the Packers to go right down the field and score. But the Cowboys did not answer. And then they started throwing interceptions. So he spots them one. And then with the Cowboys tr- trying to make it 20-7. to They're down 20 to nothing, and they're driving. And he throws that out. I mean, I think that thing's going to the boundary, and it was CD. And you talk about just reading his mail. That safety for the Packers was watching him the whole time. He stares him down, and Dak never saw him, never accounted for him. And, and, Aaron, we've seen that deer in the headlights look way too many times over the years. And, and sometimes he'll kind of flutter his lips a little bit, you know, when they do those close-ups. This game was on Fox, and this game was not close. Cowboys made it 48-32. to 32. I mean, and b- before that, it was 41-16 to 16 at one point. Uh, 48 to 24, I mean, it, 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 was, it was utter and complete domination from the youngest team in football. That Packers team is an average age of 25 years old, they're incredibly young, and now they have a great quarterback. And, Aaron, I think Cowboys fans are back to coveting everybody else's quarterback. Like, I mean... You name it, Aaron, like right now. And I'm not talking about, oh, well, this guy's only going to play for this many more years. I'm talking about just if you could have any quarterback for one season. After that performance from Dak, I bet there's 10 to 12 quarterbacks that fans would name. And Jared Goff would be one of them, by the way. I mean, because he's been to a Super Bowl with the Rams. He's now led the Lions to their first playoff win in like... 28 years or something crazy, 25, however it is, some kind of wild number. You know who I think it was against, Aaron, the last time they won a playoff game? I think it might have been against the Cowboys, <laughs> like 1991 or 92. I mean, it's a long <laughs> what, time the, ago. The,
2: the Lions? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was against the Cowboys in in 91, the year before they won their first mm-hmm. Super Bowl under Jimmy Johnson.
1: Yeah. It might have been the year, one of those, one of the like Burline or somebody, you know, was playing really well, and Troy had been hurt, and then Troy was healthy and ready to go, and they went with Steve Burline, I think it was Burline, instead of bringing Troy back. And boy, Troy was mad. Whoa, and I guess that might have been the '91 season. And then the rest is history. 92, Super Bowl win. 93, Super Bowl win. 94, you get beat NFC title game. 95, you win another Super Bowl. Those were the years. We thought they would never end. They ended abruptly by 98 or 99. We're saying goodbye to Troy. Right around the time they went after Joy Galloway in 99, Right around 99 or 2000, we had to say goodbye to Troy. You know what they did to Troy, Aaron? They basically, you know, waved him. They basically kind of showed him the door. I mean, I, now nobody remembers that. and It was a tearful goodbye, and it was a, a, it was a really nice goodbye. What they did, they had a big news conference. But Troy wasn't really ready to walk away. I mean, he was very, very upset, and he'd had too many injuries, and they and they moved on from him. I think right now... Aaron, and we can ask our people this, and we, maybe we'll hear from some of them, or you can text us, 254 What would you, if you could move on from Dak, well, let's just say you can. Would you do it right now? Or do you think, hey, we've got to keep, got to stay the course. Guy had a great season, had a setback. He's going to be okay. Because I guarantee there's some of those folks out there, too. And that's okay. That's okay. I mean, I think that's a defensible position. Is this a guy who, for whatever reason, <clears throat> craters in the playoffs? Craters in big games? He had not been bad in all big games. He's had some good moments. Played great against the Packers in 2016. Beat Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. One of those playoff years. I mean, he's had his moments. That was, he was great in the losing calls to the Packers in, at the end of the 2016 season. I mean, again, he's he's had his playoff moments. I would say, Aaron, he's 2-5 and five now in the playoffs. How many of those seven games has Dak played well in? I would say three or four of them. Maybe three or four of them. But he but again he played pretty well in that game, but he helped he and McCarthy both screwed it up at the very end against San Francisco, you know, a couple uh, three years ago, whenever that was, three seasons ago. I mean that was his screw up. He couldn't get the playoff down there at the end of the game. It's a it's a it's a it's a time. But here's my here's my question to our people, to our listeners. If you could if, and, and I'll say you can, would you move on from Dak right now? And, and I'm not talking about, I'm just saying, are you ready to move on and have this era end right now? I mean, I, I think if we do a McCarthy one, Aaron, we're going to get 90% they are ready to say goodbye to McCarthy. I think with Dak, it might be more of a 50-50 proposition. I do think there is a lot of frustration, though, with Dak. So let's stick. If you want to do, why don't you give me your Dak, your Dak thought and your McCarthy thought, and we'll, um, we'll represent you, and you can use the text line, or feel free to call us. I love your calls, even on a holiday. MLK Aaron loves hearing from you. I mean, we got nothing better to do than sit up here and visit with you. Love hearing from our folks. Um, Aaron, the Steelers, as we speak, are driving and this is early in the second quarter. They're down 14, nothing, but they do have a really nice drive going. And, um, who is that bowling ball of a runner? Aaron, number 30 for the Steelers. Who is that?
2: Man, I Jalen Warren.
1: Say his name again.
2: Jalen Warren.
1: Okay. Jalen Warren. Where would he come from? You remember? No <laughs> That guy is a he is a bowling ball. I love watching this guy run. It's like old school. And then he just did a blitz pickup and just hammered somebody. So Steelers going down there, and they are moving the ball like crazy, and they're going to try to make this thing 14-7. Just had a huge third-down conversion. Mason Rudolph making some plays uh, for the Steelers, and it really isn't his fault they're down. They've had – uh, a fumble, and they've had some things go against them. Rudolph actually is playing okay. All right, Aaron, uh, let's let's keep doing this. And, of course, we've got Campus Confidential coming up at about 445, but we'll continue. All right, what are Your thoughts on Dak and McCarthy. You ready to see both of them? You ready to move away from both of them or just McCarthy and you're okay with Dak? Let us know, 254-662-1660. You can text us. You can call us. That's next.
3: Baylor Bear Basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas.
4: The Bears on the Road Tuesday at Kansas State to take on the Wildcats. 6:30 for the countdown to tip-off, 7 p.m. tip-off Tuesday.
3: Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball, right
4: here on ESPN Central Texas elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710
12: Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375.
9: Jeff Hunter Toyota has been part of the Waco community for over 30 years. I'm Amy Hunter, and we believe in its people, and we honor its history. We're proud to call Waco home. That's why we support the Baylor Bears, lend a hand to Fuzzy Friends Rescue, and aid the Waco Goodfellas. We also believe in hard work, the value of a dollar, and providing a quality product. That's what you'll find every day when you shop at Jeff Hunter Toyota.
12: Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota
7: quality. Waco Values. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
13: Don't miss the Premier Gun Show in Waco at the Base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or militaria collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, Wacogunshow.com or call 817-732-1194. The Premier Gun Show in Waco at the
5: Base at ExtraCo Event
13: Center this weekend only.
5: Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home.
4: doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls the foundation doctor will make a house call
7: now back to the matt mosley show on espn central texas
10: Day is long oh, the night,
12: night. Night
1: is so yours alone. This is what you do. You sure to, at the end of a cowboy season, when it's come crashing down, when all our hopes and dreams have been dashed, and now we have to watch everybody else in the playoffs. Watch quarterbacks. Now I did see some Dak like behavior from one of the quarterbacks in this in this Buffalo Pittsburgh game, Aaron. You did have the you had big uh Mason, our buddy Mason from uh from Who Oklahoma State, uh Mason Rudolph. Uh he fires one into the end zone. They're down there about to make it fourteen seven. And who was that? Aaron was that 24? I still think of like old, old uh, Steelers defensive backs like Ike Holt. I forget who these who these guys are, but 24 just made a made a beautiful play on the ball. Where's Minka now? Is Minka. Is M- Minka be, still playing somewhere. I think he
2: was back for this game.
1: Oh really? Supposed okay, to- I'm watch. I was it was number. I think it was uh, number 24 for the. Uh, for the Bills now, I'm watching 24 for the Steelers. But anyway, this is uh, this is really. Uh, I, I think the Bills are going to end up winning this thing. Going away, um, it, we're, we're taking your calls and your text on the uh, on the Matt Mosley show. And uh, and basically, one of the things I'm asking is is you want Dak gone? Are you ready to move on from Dak? I I feel like I know you're ready to move on from McCarthy. I I don't see a path forward with without Dak. I don't see how they would do it. But uh, anyway, I, I I'm just curious what our people think. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. We do have Dom on line one. Dom, uh, good to have you on the show. What are your thoughts as uh, we say goodbye to another? Cowboys season as they fall to uh, the Packers in embarrassing fashion?
14: Well, you know, it's very typical of Dallas. How about them Cowboys? I am a devout Cowboys fan. Follow the team closely. Um, It's just an unfortunate end to a season where you had some hopes. But ultimately, you see that they had fatal flaws on on that team from the very beginning. Uh, A couple of buddies and I, we Um, have have a group where we we check this this team in and out. We were out there at training camp, and you knew immediately run defense was going to be an issue. Your cornerbacks seemed to be a tick uh, too slow. And then you didn't have any linebackers. But since this talk is really about Dak Prescott, I truly believe that you still have to operate with him as your quarterback for the next three years, just contractually. Um, um, you're, you're pretty much stuck. If you're one of those fans that want him gone, well, you're stuck with the contract. He's got a $60 million balloon hit next year. They're gonna have to extend him to make that thing work, or you're talking about cutting him and designating him as a June, a post-June one uh, a cut, and that's just not gonna happen. So really, you got about three years of operation with Dak Prescott. Personally, I think he's a quarterback that can. Get you there, but he's one that's going to need pieces around him, like any other great, good, good, good-to-great quarterback needs. So, bad, bad end of the season. You wish it could have gone a little bit better, but ultimately the things that held this team caught up to him yesterday. and now, could Tenahan, you? I mean, yes, could, right, could,
1: could you just go out and just? I mean, like, how about those Packers? How about the fact that they just found a bunch of a bunch of dudes? And retooled on the fly. And by the way, Dom, just to uh, bring our listeners and you up to date, you may have this on the the screen wherever you're calling from. Josh Allen just took off and raced (laughs) for about a uh, 52-yard touchdown run, and the Buffalo Bills are boat racing the Pittsburgh Steelers. I love – Dom, you might be a man who's experienced some cold weather in your time. I, what's fun is to watch when you get one of these touchdowns and the whole crowd starts throwing snow. And and I think they're even throwing snowballs onto the field. <laughs> and the players seem to kind of like it. Like, it's not like, oh, my gosh, I, I'm going to get hit with a snowball. I think they kind of get
14: a kick out of it. But man, um, I got in an argument the other night with a couple of fans who were saying, uh, do you wear sleeves or no sleeves? When we were watching that Kansas City game, mm-hmm. and as an old offensive lineman, you have to go no sleeves. I mean, you always have to have that handful of fans in the stands without the shirts on. You got the crazies who who come out, and then Bill's Mafia, that Bills mafia—that they're just otherworldly with their shenanigans in the crowd. So hats out to Buffalo for doing what they're doing.
1: Yeah, I'm okay. I think jo- Josh Allen does have the sleeves. I think it's fine for a quarterback, the running backs. But I saw Tyreek out there. I, I and, and, Dom, that's a, that's a conversation Aaron and I have often. Like, you cannot trust those Dolphins when it gets cold. I've never seen a more uncomfortable cold-weather team. I mean, the Cowboys are not the most comfortable cold-weather team in the world either. But nobody... Nobody hates the cold like the guys from Miami. They just the uniforms don't look right; they look miserable, and they just don't function well. And, uh, and to me, that's if you're gonna bet on games, always bet against the Dolphins when when it's a game below 40 degrees. Dom, I appreciate the call, man. Next time you're out at camp, holler at me because I'm always out there. And then secondly, you know, if, you've, if, if you get tipped off up there in the stands and you think they're going to have trouble against a run, you know, just call me. Just say, hey, Mosley, I think I'm seeing something because <laughs> I'm usually out there just visiting with people. I don't always pick up on this stuff. So, uh, Dom, you know I appreciate it. Thanks for listening.
14: I will definitely be looking out for you. And then here next week or so, uh, we'll be out there at the Senior Bowl. So I might be feeding you a few of the prospects on whom the Cowboys and Texans listeners uh, would want their team to look out for. So, shout-out to you. Great show. Love listening in. Uh, God bless you guys.
1: All right, there he goes, Dom. I mean, Aaron, we've got a new, like it may be our new draft correspondent. I mean, you know, we've got a whole team of people we usually turn to at the Combine and Senior Bowl and that kind of thing. But, boy, I love that Dom's. Dom and his buddies are like, hey, let's go to Mobile. Hey, let's go out to Cowboys training camp. I, that is dedication, and uh, that's that just, you know, reminds you that, uh, boy, Cowboys fans are everywhere, all over the world. But Central Texas is extremely strong, and uh, I imagine there's a few Texans fans out there. Aaron, you know when we're going to hear from the Texans fans? When they win, like ju- like what just happened. The other night, <clears throat> I was I was had one eye on that game. My my daughter, it was a winter formal, and so we had some pictures being taken. But I had the game up on my phone, and poor old Flacco went the way of Dak, and just in a in a moment, that game was over within like two minutes. It was twenty four fourteen, and and Flacco goes, pick six, pick six they have like two pick sixes Aaron? Oh, I remember the one pick six I think I almost think there was two pick sixes but it was tw- it was 24 to 14 and and suddenly it was like 38 to 14 before you knew what it hit you. So good for uh, the Texans and uh, that was a big win in the Cinderella story known as the Cleveland Browns and Aaron I didn't even think about the fact that Watson, was going back to Houston because he wasn't playing, right? But then I saw pictures after the game of, like, Deshaun Watson being over there and greeting some of his old teammates. I I mean, isn't it wild how quickly these things move on, Aaron? He was one of the great young quarterbacks in the game, and the Texans thought they were going to be great for a long time with him, and we all know what happened next. And now they have another great young quarterback. And so we'll see where this thing goes. Um, the Buffalo Bills have jumped up 21 to nothing. And um, with 621 left in the second quarter, uh, this game is on CBS, but we're monitoring it. But Mason Rudolph threw a huge interception. And Mike Tomlin is just got that look on his face like, I cannot believe I'm dealing with this. I cannot believe this is what happened. Aaron remind me was our man Pickett was our man Pickett doing okay this season when he was no, playing? No, he's awful. No, not at all. No.
2: He is uh he's been truly terrible his entire NFL career.
1: You remember how mad Dra- I don't know if it's mad. You remember when Drake got like when I when I made a uh, a Kenny Pickett, you know he's got small hands. I made a little small hand joke, and and Drake took great offense to it. Do you remember <laughs> that? I don't. Drake just, I mean, it was sh- just like he, yeah, I, it was like I'd wronged one of Drake's buddies or something. <laughs> um, now I did see. Speaking of Drake, Aaron, I've never seen a man tease uh, an announcement as as much as he has but i i think i think we're close to learning where drake drake spent about i don't know 2 or 3 months with the station maybe more than that because he got all the way through football season i believe yeah he did so let's let's say it was 5 months with us 4 or 5 months and then he's moved on to another gig but I, he's been playing this up big time on social media that he's going to make his announcement and so Aaron should we ask for the exclusive on that and have him do it on the on the station i don't know we'll 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 uh, we'll talk about that um it is time for campus confidential that is next
4: recently on the john moore show chris patola our guest espn college basketball analyst and it'll be interesting also john one last thought here All of these teams are playing in Foster Pavilion for the first time. What is the impact that
12: has? I'll be curious to see what Baylor's record at home is by
13: the end of the season.
7: The John Morris Show, 2 to 3 p.m., weekdays here on ESPN Central
0: Texas. Morrison's Gifts would like to thank all of their friends, family and extended family their customers for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to m M&M Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni owned business serving gift giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills close to Jason's Delhi.
9: Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas style
6: barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building. And their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., or till they sell out. Customers can call 254 265 5387 for pre orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com.
10: At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647
4: and let us help you make home ownership a reality. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverse is $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, 3000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away in McGregor, and we we'll treat you like family buying new roads.
10: It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC.
1: Run a winning play over knee, hip and shoulder pain. Corio Health's All-Star Team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle use the latest minimally invasive technology including orthopedic surgical robot to perform total knee replacement. Whether your pain is from an old sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Corio Health Orthopedics can help. Make the play call today 254-483-knee. That's two five
15: four four eight 483 KNEE. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus
7: Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley.
1: Oh, it is Matt Mosley, and uh, it's the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside, and we've been talking about the demise of the Dallas Cowboys through much of the day. Uh, good to hear from Dom earlier. We had uh, uh, we've got some calls, we've had some text messages. In fact, uh, Aaron, you said several of our text messages are they? Uh, w- what's the common refrain that they're bringing up with us on the uh, on the text line, Aaron?
2: Fire Jerry Jones. <laughs> okay. Okay. That is the common thing, uh-huh. and they want Mike McCarthy fired as well.
1: Uh huh.
2: Yeah, they want Jerry. Jones
1: but going. but nobody's really going after Dak for the most part, from what you can tell.
2: No, not really. Interesting.
1: And yeah, Dom seemed to be pretty level-headed about that, and kind of went the you know the route I've been talking about. Is like there's just no <laughs> that that agent did such a great job. And, again he is a good quarterback I mean it's hard to say well the guy's not a good quarterback he is a good quarterback but what a what a pathetic performance that was throwing picks all, not on the same page with CD I mean what a what a time to come out there and just not get it done I mean that was rough Aaron I at least the Baylor Bears the The men, I should say, at least they got that thing done. That was worrisome at the end of that <laughs> game Saturday night against Cincinnati, and I'm sure you were producing and directing that game from a radio standpoint. But goodness gracious, <laughs> it was. Yeah, uh, that was some. It was exciting.
2: Moments. I I guess that's the.
1: Yeah, I right I was working. impressed with that Cincinnati bunch, and
2: I'm impressed um, with their coach.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah, like their, their team,
2: coach. but their coach.
1: Yeah. Uh, Skillings played really well for them, hit a bunch of shots. And I, their their coach. Now, I, I, I brought this up somewhere, Aaron, it might have been, I don't know when it was, but like there's this movement among some coaches to just like not call timeouts at the end of the games. I mean, I saw something like that happen with the Bears here recently. And and, and it's just kind of, it's, it's, when you see it, it's very surprising. And I, it's okay. When you trust your team sometimes, you just let the flow go. And, and, and you, you feel like, well, this is our best chance. Aaron, there was a moment. And by the way, thank you, Jim Turner of Chevrolet. Goodness gracious. What a unbelievable job. That, um, that JTC does, you know, sponsoring this. And, of course, he's got a big concourse named after him at the games. Um, Aaron, the, Na- the nation, by the way, has now weighed in on where the cameras have been located for those Baylor home games. I love the pavilion. Now, my joke, and I meant to make this on Twitter – but I've really tried not to make too big a deal of it, honestly, because I watch the games. I can still tell who everybody is. Is it crazy to have your sort of home base be that high, that steep of a camera angle? Yes. It's, I mean, you know, it was just, they just messed it up. It's okay. The mistakes happen. I I mean, whoever was the arc of the, 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 you know, the the builder or whatever. They put the thing in the wrong place. It's okay. It needs to be in that Jim Turner concourse area. Aaron, you know what the problem might be there? And I think the Bears will work through this, and they will figure it out. But <laughs> somebody was telling me the other day, Aaron, that's like that, that that's an area where there's tables and like these almost like loge boxes at the football games. It's a really cool area. Where people can sit in their own little area, uh, right off that Jim Turner concourse, almost like at midcourt, and, and it's an awesome area. But it's where the camera needs to be. <laughs> and They can't. They but they put seating, and you know what are you going to do? Hey, thank you for paying, you know, big money for these seats, but we need to put a camera where you were sitting. That that doesn't seem like a, the best solution. So I think. Everybody will just get through it this year. But, Aaron, man, I, do you, can you imagine what every fan in that arena and every fan watching it at home, and Scott Drew and that entire staff, Bill Peterson, John Jacobs, the great A.B., Nunes, Tweedy, Sermon, Ty Beard, can you imagine, Aaron, what they thought? John Morris, Pat Nunley, when that ball, when Josh Ojanwana, I think it is Ojanwana, Aaron. All the announcers call him Ojan Una. I, I always thought Ojanwana was right. I think that's what I've heard John say, so I'm going to stick with it. But, Aaron, he rose up with, like, what, 30 seconds left in that game and Bears clinging to a one-point lead, he rises up and shoots it from, like... He never takes outside shots. Now, he's got the ability to put the ball on the deck and get it to the rim, but you don't see him out there like Motley or somebody used to do out there shooting from 15 or 16 feet. You never see it. And with the game on the line... He rises up and takes an outside shot. Now, there's no way in the world that was what was supposed to happen. And, again, it wasn't like it was late shot clock. They had time. I mean, it, it was. And so I started praying, Aaron, on. I was praying for that, for, for Josh. Because I did not want them to lose that game. And, and for everybody to be mad at Josh for taking that. I mean, we're able to laugh about it now because they won the game. Aaron, if they had lost that game, boy, they had good looks at a three. They had a good look in the corner. Fortunately, that one dude for them, he's, he's a, a European guy. I, I, I can't say his last name right now. He was missing all his threes. But, boy, they they missed the shot down there. They had a chance. They, I mean, they got a great look, and they didn't get it. But uh, kudos, the Bears find a way. And they win that thing 62 to 59. And I should say, Aaron, the Big O, Josh Johnwina, played a great game. He was the man of the moment. He, I mean, rebounds, slam dunks, blocks. I thought he played one of his best games as a Bear, and ends up with 11 points in that game. He and he and our man uh, Langston Love combined for 26 points in that game off the bench. They hammered the poor Bearcats in bench points, 26-7, I think it was. All right, Aaron, what else do you have for us, sir?
2: B.J. Edgecombe, top uncommitted senior in the country, announced his commitment to Baylor men's basketball yesterday. He chose Baylor over Duke in Kentucky, Six-foot-five guard from the Bahamas who attends Long Island Lutheran, is ranked number five in the ESPN Top 100 for the 2024 class. He averaged 21.6 points, 5.9 rebounds, and three points, three assists.
1: Aaron, wasn't it, I mean, in the aftermath of that awful Cowboys performance, to see that announcement happen around 6 or 6.30, probably about 6.30, wasn't that a great feeling? I was sitting in uh, waiting for McCarthy to talk. And I looked down and saw that. I mean that's that's every bit as big as like Jacoby Walter, Keontae George, all these unbelievable recruits they've had in recent history. I mean it's 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 huge. And 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 kudos to the coaching staff because what they did is they wanted Trey Johnson and they didn't get him. And he chose Texas, and instead of being all upset and, and mourning as I was, because Trey Johnson played at a high school that I'm real close to and connected to, um, and he chose Texas. And Baylor pivots to VJ Hedgecomb, and he picks the Bears over Duke in Kentucky. He's a six-five wing explosive great and, and, and I, every once in a while Aaron I'll see people like complain about one and dones don't do that don't do that I mean if they are one and done it means they've had an incredible freshman year I mean I, I you know just, just celebrate it celebrate it I mean the Bears are at a place where they're getting the good news too is you get VJ. Let's say he is one and done. Well, you also have that Jason Azamoda and uh, Rob Wright. There's one other guy that's from like a, uh, a Juco. I mean, this class, Aaron, top five in the country. Top five in the country. And at some point, Aaron, I, I should be checking my phone because I had reached out to uh, Paul Biancardi. He broke this news. He broke this big news. Um, So at some point we'll have Paul. He's the head of all of ESPN's, you know, all these, the top college prospects in the country. Um, And Aaron, just a quick update. Um, The uh, Buffalo Bills uh, have now only a 21-7 lead. Mm. Steelers came down the field and really good drive and just threw a touchdown pass. So they're at least kind of, you know, got a foothold in this game. Uh, big time, big time response from the Steelers now down 21 to 7. So, uh, their things are looking a little bit better for the Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: New AP Top 25 poll for the men's and the women, men and women is out on the men's side. UConn, the new number one. With 39 first place votes after a weekend of upsets. They're followed by Purdue at number two with 20 first place votes. Kansas, three with three first place votes. And North Carolina at four received one. Houston rounds out the top five and stays in the top five despite two losses over the weekend. Baylor up to number nine in the country. Oklahoma is 15, TCU 19, BYU 20, and Texas. Iowa State into the poll at 24 and Texas
1: Tech at twenty-five. Wow. Wow. Now, how many times, how many teams is that, Aaron? Big Twelve? Because I mean, and how unbelievable is that for Grant to to get get back in there? Now, that's a great home win for the Red Raiders, but for Grant to have that, I mean, one year removed from just a disaster of a team. And he's got him in the top twenty-five. You think the Red Raiders don't love them some Grant McCaslin right now? I mean, that is awesome. How many teams is that, Aaron? So you said eight. Wow. Wow. And then, Aaron, if you think about it, how many of those other those teams, um, coming in? Just Arizona?
2: Um, let's see. On the men's side, I think it is just Arizona.
1: What about Utah?
2: No, they're not in the top 25. Utah State okay. is. Interesting. <laughs> Unbelievably, but uh-huh. just, just Arizona, the four okay. new schools.
1: Yeah, Utah uh, beat – I think they put one on BYU earlier in the season. But, uh, boy, that, you talk about respect, Aaron. I mean that that was a that was an awful week for Kelvin Sampson and then he loses a really tough one at TCU. Had a 1 point lead late. Did you see the end of that game, Aaron? Did you get to see that? I did.
2: Yeah. It was tough loss. It was, I, loss.
1: I, it was I and, and I I got to tell you Anderson in in that moment to thread the needle on that pass the TCU and it the guy who made the layup uh, is you know, guy's been there a while. Good player for TCU. His name's escaping me right now, but I think it was Anderson who fit that pass in there. Aaron, under those circumstances, to send that pass in there, I I was I was very very impressed with that. I just thought that was a a great pass.
2: AP poll on the women's side. No surprise who's number one. The only undefeated team left in women's college basketball. South Carolina. 15-0, they're followed by Iowa. Colorado is three, NC State four, and UCLA, who severed their fall, first loss of the year over the weekend, is five. Kansas State is seven, Texas 11, Baylor falls to 12. And Iowa State enters the poll after their win over Baylor at 24.
1: And well, so that was... Uh... That was in some ways kind of good for the conference. Iowa State shows up in the top 25. I mean, I you know, for NCAA tournament purposes, it's not like these losses are just awful. I mean, they have plenty of time to respond to it. I just didn't I didn't, you know, they, they just played so much better against Iowa State. They had one three straight at Hilton Coliseum and they're just, I mean, it's just, it was frustrating to watch them be in control of that game and seemingly be the better team and then just kind of lose it at the end. I mean, I, I, I just, Aaron, I know she's clutch and I know she's great. But Sarah was launching threes and she was like 0 for 6 or 0 for 7 from three point range and, and hadn't scored in the game. And then you got Dre, who had scored and had a pretty good game. She's launching threes. I mean, at some points, like, man, yeah, I, I get it. You know, those. That's it's nice to hit threes, and they've got a, a team that they've got a lot of three point shooters. But, I mean, get your drivers in there, man. Let Yaya, let let her do her thing. Let her be Yaya. I mean, Aaron, I I know I'm obsessed with this player, but I just can't. I, it's just hard to stomach watching her sit over there on the bench. And I, I couldn't help also but think, Aaron, like during that game, I was watching, I was thinking to myself, Danae Fritz left Iowa State to come to Baylor. Aaron, I look back at her stats last year. Man, she was awesome. She was like all kinds of assists, scored of eight or nine points a game played a ton all freshman team for Iowa State and transfers to Baylor and she doesn't play. She played a little bit and she did score against Iowa State the other day. And I think I saw her in at the very end of the game maybe to to be a three point threat. I, I Man, I mean, be careful on that portal because I I I got if I'm Dene Fritz, I'm thinking what have I done? Like, I, I left a place where – like, I, I played huge minutes to go to a place where I might get two or three minutes a game. Not good. Not good. All right, it's Matt Mosley show, ESPN, Central Texas, MLK Day. What an what a amazing man, amazing person, and, uh, man, I – I tell you, I've been to Memphis, been to Lorraine Hotel, I, you know, a Motel. I, I have uh, been to some of the, you know, museums and, you know, tried to, uh, and there's an unbelievable one right there where I'm talking about in Memphis. But, uh, wow, just, I mean, for one man in, in a way too short life to leave that, this kind of legacy, it is a remarkable thing. And uh, our thoughts are uh, just I, just uh, the, the entire movement that that he helped fuel and uh, and was such an amazing part of it. And um, uh, just thinking a lot about all of that today. All right, it is um, it is time to get back into some cowboys, and then we got a really cool interview for you at about 530, 5.35 that we're going to share with you. Uh, all of that coming up next.
7: Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at
0: SyntechSportsFan.com. Morrison's Gifts would like to thank all of their friends, family and extended family their customers for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni owned business serving gift giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and
11: Valley Mills close to Jason's Paparolos Pizza, Waco's oldest family owned pizzeria,
15: with two locations to serve you better Valley Mills Drive and Hewitt Drive. Come down in for a unique experience or use their convenient drive thru on the way home. Order online at paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. That's paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. Paparolos, voted the best pizza in Waco.
7: ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers.
12: Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375.
1: Hey Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also, have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine open to the public seven days a week, five to ten, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel.
15: Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. the insurance process for you don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof let a real professional you trust do the work for you put McAdams and Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show
0: the presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley.
1: Well, it is Matt Mosley, and uh, what a day it's been. Happy MLK Day. And um, we uh, you have reflected today and thought about Dr. King and his legacy and uh, a lot of different ways folks have um, honored him. You know, a lot of times with the uh, parades and everything, I mean, it's, uh, um, um, it's you know, there's a lot uh, – uh, there's a lot of you know uh, great stuff to get involved with. There's service days. I know my church was doing something, and a lot of that has been called off just because of the frigid temps. Aaron, I did want to say I'd noticed Midway ISD and Waco ISD have already announced, uh, and this is not the news the kids want. This is a, it's a, it's a it's kind of somewhat good news, but not totally good news. Two hour delayed start to school. And so those bus routes will be two hours later than normal for both uh, Midway ISD and Waco ISD. I was just checking some of that. Couldn't really find. I was looking at China Spring and some of the others and didn't wasn't able to find that. But uh, Waco ISD and Midway ISD, I did come across that. So the Aaron, the two hour delay was never quite as fun because you you kinda now, in the old days, you would wake up when you were, you know, we were in school. And, you know, now, like I've got a junior in high school. So she likes the ability to sleep in and to know in advance. When we were kids, you know, you had to like call that recording or something or listen for the TV stations or the radio stations to tell you who was closed. And so you would wake up real early. And now it was great if you could find out at night. Like if you found out that Kaufman ISD was closed by watching Channel Eight News, I mean it was that was major. That was huge. Because then you just knew you had the next day. Aaron, the two hour delay is not bad, but it's just not quite you want the full day, don't you?
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, that's, I'd rather just go for the whole day than, than a a delay like that. That's how I always felt about it. Like if it can't be the whole day, don't waste my time with an extra two hours. Just going to make me angrier in the morning.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the deal. So we do have some of that going on. Now I I did want to, I I, I got my usual position, but I, I got boxed out last night. I wasn't able to, uh. I wasn't able to get up there as close to Jerry. Boy, people were really j- jockeying for position. And I found myself like way back from where I needed to be to get in there and, and talk to Jerry. But eventually I kind of got closer. And uh, and then Aaron was able to track down, uh, you know, some, some good audio. Let's listen because jerry has elected today not to do his normal radio show which leads us to believe you know they're holed up and he'll talk to mccarthy at some point but he could in the next few days decide to move on from mike mccarthy of course that was on everybody's mind as well just just the shock of just getting run off the field by a young green bay team and a young quarterback who walked in here now Aaron what's funny is Jordan Love has now been in the league for how many years is this actually his fourth season isn't that crazy I mean he he's he's not but this is you know for first full year as a starter because obviously Aaron was there forever I mean it's just kind of wild to think but man did he look great. And does it? Does their future look great? I mean, I I don't. I mean, at this point, they're just playing with house money. Now they'll go to, you know, they'll they'll. I mean, they'll move on. And where do they go, Aaron? They head to uh, Detroit, or do they head to? I'm just trying to think of the way this uh, this works. The divisional um, game next week, because obviously we've got the. Tampa and the Eagles game tonight. I'm just thinking they're the 7 seed, so they'll play the best team remaining. Uh well no, they'll play San Francisco, right? Yeah, that's it. They'll play San Francisco. Well, I again, I would not they'll go there. I would not put it past them. Um it, it's just it's amazing how he's playing. I I think San Fran'll be okay. But this is a hot team, and the Cowboys are in a bad, bad place now as we uh, as we get ready. And then, Aaron, did it go to halftime at 21-7? We were just uh, monitoring that other game, uh, and the Steelers had cut it to 21-7 with about a minute 30 left. Is that right, Aaron? Did it get to halftime at 21-7? Yes. Yeah, the okay. Bills
2: got the ball back, but they sacked Josh Allen, so they decided to take a knee. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Let's let's listen to a little bit of Jerry, in the aftermath of that embarrassing performance at home against the Green, Bo- Green Bay Packers.
16: I uh, uh, don't have uh, any uh, comments or questions or answers for how and why uh, we didn't uh, do what we wanted tonight. Uh, I say this to our fans, uh, how much you deserve uh, us to not have uh, this ending. I certainly, in no way, have spent any of my time over the last three hours asking how and why. What I'm zeroed in on is the fact that uh, I thought we were in a position, everybody in this room thought we were in a position to advance this thing in the playoffs and maybe Uh, get as far as our dreams uh, might take us. Uh, We didn't do it. I don't have any thoughts about the reasons why or anything to do with the coaching, anything to do about the players. I want to give uh, Green Bay a lot of uh, uh, compliments and uh, credit. Uh, And uh, uh, this is uh, one of my most surprises since I've been involved in sport, period. So this is, uh, uh, that degree, I know how disappointed everybody is. That's all my comment.
5: In terms of playoff losses, where does this one rank for you?
16: Well, I don't have, uh, uh, really, I can't reach back and look at a playoff loss. uh, uh, But this uh, uh, seems like the the most uh, painful. Uh, because uh, we all had such great expectation and we had hope for this team. And I uh, uh, thought that we were aligned in a great shape, in great shape, and uh, uh, it didn't happen for us. And it's as fresh on me right now as it is on anybody else. But I don't, uh, I won't get into uh, any uh, of the uh, addressing of any aspects of it, any part of it, um, from um, the coaching to the players to what's around the corner. Uh, uh, on a personal basis, I'm, I'm floored. And so uh, uh, not that there's any world's smallest violin for me being floored. I get that. I understand that. And uh, I know where the responsibility starts and ends. And I've got that real clear, and I know that. But that's not the point. The point is that uh, uh, I'm uh, uh, disappointed for everybody. When will you sit down Mike and talk about it? I haven't thought about that. Again, I'm not, uh, I haven't thought about it at all. Uh, Every step of the way today, I was looking uh, for the end of the game with us being able to go forward and have another game here next week. Everything I looked at today, the plays themselves were almost a blur to me. I was just thinking, how do we get to where we can have another game here next week? And so uh, I haven't given it that type of of analysis or look-see or what have you. Uh, uh, This one's burned into our soul out here tonight, and uh, uh, Green Bay got a great win. Jerry, is there any
12: way you can connect the dots between the 13 straight playoff appearances without making it close to the Super
16: Bowl? Uh, As far as connecting dots to this loss, uh, only that uh, this loss prevents us from advancing, which potentially is the Super Bowl. And um, uh, you have to advance in order to get to a Super Bowl. The experience I had going to them taught me that.
6: Excuse me.
16: No, I I don't want to rank it, but I will tell you that I'm floored. Uh, This is beyond my comprehension.
12: Jerry, are you concerned at all that your comments last week in Washington may have been a distraction for Mike McCarthy? That what? That your comments last week in Washington
16: may have been a distraction for Mike McCarthy? People, no, not at all.
9: For people, in the fans specifically, who might want to have questions about the head coaching direction, whether it's Mike McCarthy or moving forward, do you find it's important to give yourself time, or do you think that you'll be making a decision sooner rather than later?
16: When I start, uh, when I think about it, which I haven't thought one second about it, uh, I know how hard, uh, uh, how much it meant to our fans to advance. Uh, what this loss to me means, again, I opened up by saying not how, why, who didn't, who didn't do what, all of that kind of thing. The only thing that was on my mind almost this entire game was not an analysis of our strategy, not an analysis of the play. It was do we get to play here again next week and we can't and that could have happened by a point or it could have happened the way it happened out there. And that's all I'm thinking about and that's all I've thought about. and. Uh, uh, it uh, is uh, uh, real, and uh, uh, we'll, dismiss the, uh, we'll dismiss our group, our team tomorrow. That's as real as it gets, as opposed to going forward and having a shot at, the, uh, at another game here at the stadium. You know,
1: we followed him about a group of about four or five of us and had one last moment with Jerry and pressed him a little bit harder on the process and the coaching and, you know, what he's going to do with McCarthy. And he basically just said, you know, what I expected to be doing was having a conversation with Coach McCarthy about what happened, about how we won the game and how we'd be moving forward to that following week, that following game. And so he just seems to still be stunned um I don't know. I sometimes have a gut feeling on which way he'll go. I'm I just don't know. I don't I don't have a great feeling. I I think it could go either way and it feels about 50-50 on McCarthy. I will tell you that Dak is going nowhere and they will continue to ride with him. All right, we will talk more Cowboys And uh, got a great guest uh, from former uh, Morning News and now covers it for uh, Texas Lone Star Live. Uh, We'll have uh, Joseph Hoyt on with us next. Listen
7: to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com.